So Preston, uh, I just finished, and I'm sure you just finished watching The Book of Boba Fett. It just came out a couple hours ago, actually. Um, and uh, let me just say some one thing off the bat before we start. I I'm I'm sorry. What? Sorry. Because what I'm about to say is going to get you a lot of dislikes on your video. I thought it was very disappointing. <laughs> really? This, <laughs> see, this, this is the first time where where you where usually. I'm disappointed, and you're and and you're like, no, I really liked it because you're a big Star Wars fanboy. Really? And <laughs> this is a situation where where no, I, I I liked it a lot. I thought it was stronger than wow. I thought it was stronger than Mandalorian. Faster paced, uh, a lot going on, and maybe I'm really? maybe I'm just a fanboy for Boba Fett. I mean, maybe that's it. Like it like who we're fanboys mm-hmm. for, but like huh. your your background is that. You read a lot of Star Wars expanded universe novels. You know a lot about the Mandalorians and their lore. And so I think you're more interested in stuff related to the expanded universe. While I am am more of a an original source fanboy. And so like mm-hmm. I've always I've always liked Boba Fett. And so you know, when when they go back to the original movies and they and, and they're you're dealing with stuff like how did he get out of the Sarlacc pit? Like that kind of stuff I was really happy to see put the screen. My only criticism is I don't, that I wanted to see more, you know? That is one of my major issues. This felt like half an episode. And for for half an episode, yes, we get to see him come out of the Sarlacc pit. But the, in the, originals, the original continuity, Legends, uh, yeah. as, as it's called now, I like that when Dangar came to him. He's like, hey, Boba, uh, hey, what's up, man? You need some help getting out of that Sarlacc? You want to come to my wedding? Like, I, for me, that's just infinitely <laughs> more funny. Also, I guess, let me just say, well, when I, wait, wait, when I think is amazing. When I think of original continuity, I'm thinking of the tales from Jabba, Jabba's palace where Boba, Boba Fett escapes the, the Sar- Sarlacc. There's a story by, I think it's by J.D. Montgomery uh, in that. And where it, this is like a, a, it's like the mid '90s, the Tales from Jabba's Palace, and it's how Boba Fett escapes the the Sarlacc. I thought, you know, and and of course, like the the basic idea of Boba Fett escaping the Sarlacc is that he he got eaten with a whole bunch of different uh, gadgets and weapons, and so he he would use one of those to escape, you know, right? So um, right, yeah, that's exactly what happened here. Yeah, if if anything, I would have liked to see him use more weapons or be have a little more ingenuity. That story gets into some real details on how the Sarlacc works. In the original movie, Return of the Jedi, they they say, "Oh, you're going to be digested over the course of a thousand years," and of course, that doesn't really make very much sense because people starve or die of thirst within days so why why would you be digested over the course of a thousand years and so i think that it reimagines the the sarlacc as this torturous being that that actually keeps people's people alive in order to you know to torture them and and there's a bit of that in the in in this in that story here you know boba fett you know you don't know what's going on he's just in between a bunch of slimy tentacles and then he he uses a flamethrower and he and he gets out. <laughs> a little anticlimactic in that regard. I wanted to see him spend a bit more time in the Sarlacc. Exactly what you described. Yeah. I kind of wanted to see more of that. I don't even know if that came into the new continuity, did no, it? No, it didn't. It, it, all we know right now in, in the Mandalorian, we know that the Sarlacc died uh, because oh, didn't, th- th- I don't recall that. Wasn't there a thing with with uh, Mando and 
uh, Timothy Oliphant, and they had to fight that crate dragon or something, or that dragon. Yeah, the crate dragon, and, episode one of season two. And they said two, something huh? about the ecosystem changing uh, because of a dead sarlacc or something. I think there was something like that said. I don't recall. Yeah. Ironically enough, I love season two of Mando because mm-hmm. it's just so fucking good. So much fan service. You got Ahsoka and, and Bo-Katan. Yeah. And, oh, Luke Skywalker. It's certainly, uh, it's certainly but, faster than season one. Yeah. Of course. But I have to say off the bat, if you compare Mando season one's premiere to this, I think Mando season one's premiere is like an hour long. There's way more action, a lot more fan service stuff. Well, re- re- remind Here, me what happens was... in Mando Season 1, Episode 1. How do you fucking forget Mando Season 1 with, like, the first appearance of Baby Yoda, IG-11, uh, the... Uh, that's right, Baby uh, Baby Yoda I... at the very end. He's got to go into that. Well, homie, like, that's such a great, like, ending. Like, we've never, with the exception of Yaddle, Cameo yeah, in Episode yeah. 1, we've never seen a someone of Yoda's species, let alone a child great way to end it yeah it, it makes you go where the fuck are we going with this and i do remember that ig88 droid just arriving and blowing everything up and and i thought that was very funny him coming in and just shooting <laughs> shooting wildly if you compare the ending to season one uh season one episode one to this there's a lot more stuff going on i for warner herzog i believe that's the the actor's name bounty hunting is a complicated perf- come on yeah it's just so much going right, on in mando right. had i premiered. had i redone this episode i i did like the episode and and carmine first texted me and he and he was like he was like Finish the episode, meh. And I was 15 minutes in. And, and the first 15, 20 minutes of, of <laughs> the Book of Boba Fett is pretty exciting because that's the, that's the actual Sarlacc stuff. And, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just ridiculous. You know, the Sarlacc stuff and then the Jawas and then, and then, getting, then getting beaten up by the, by the Tusken Raiders. I think it slows down when all of a sudden he's captive by the Tusken Raiders and he, has, and he tries to escape and they bring him back. And then, he, you know, he's got to search for water. And it slows down significantly. If I had to redo the episode, I would have the whole episode be him escaping from the Sarlacc pit. I just think it was a very memorable story, the uh, the one from Tales from Jabba's Palace. I think it's one of the most famous expanded universe kind of stories. And um, I think they could have extended that out. Did you forget what Kathleen Kennedy said about how uh doing new star wars stories is kind of difficult because there's nothing there's nothing that came before and it's difficult to to really take material from anything remember when she said that i don't know i mean i don't really pay attention she she said that she she said how there's almost no material that came before to really build off on which is clearly not true yeah i know it's true i mean there, there's so much expanded universe stuff that you can steal from a lot a lot of good ideas a lot of bad ideas just but sift through it grab the good ideas there's a lot of you know you don't you don't need to have you know force repelling beings lizards you know, lizards from like from like from the thrawn trilogy you know but you you know that those are some of the bad ideas but you can you can you can take some of the good ideas like i say like this the story about the sarlacc was a really good story you could have made that at least into a full episode where he's like imagine him like climbing around that slime and coming upon like people that have been swallowed in the past, mm-hmm. they could have had all of the other people that were thrown down on Jabba's barge. He could have come into t- contact with them. For some reason, he finds a stormtrooper. Uh, I don't know why a stormtrooper would be would be out there, but okay. He could have run into all sorts of different characters in there, cl- slithering around, and then finally get, getting out. I mean, that would have been, that would have been a neat episode. 
Well, well, here, here's my gripe with it. You're go, you're gonna do a, a premiere episode to like a new kind of a new IP, not, not a new IP, but like a, a spinoff. After coming off the heels of Mando season two, where you had fucking Ahsoka, Bo-Katan, Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. you really needed to knock it out of the park. Mando season one, episode one, kind of did that. There was a hook at the end of it, and the hook was Baby Yoda. What the fuck is this? What's the hook here? Yeah, I mean, you're you're right that the episode could have ended better. But, but it does, that doesn't warrant enough. One, another, another problem is, why does Boba Fett want to be a fucking crime lord all of a sudden? Like It's true. And why did, why does he have all of this honor? Like, that's not the Boba Fett we knew. Like, but we don't know much about the original Boba Fett, but we know, like, you know, he, he, was, he was orphaned. He was known for disintegrations. He was known for being, like... <laughs> A kind of a fuck up, right? Like those kind are the, those are the kind of right. Like everybody thinks he's really cool, but then he's a fuck up, right? Like, and so that, that's kind of what we know about him. And then in here, all of a sudden, he has all this like he's so moral, you know? Like he's not killing people right and left. Like mm-hmm. why not? You know? I, th- I thought the whole thing was that he's a badass, right? <laughs> but I, you know, hopefully, maybe it'll, maybe they'll explore that on how he became. That's the thing is, there's so many. He has such a long life. That they can flash back to so many points in his life, um, if they wanted to. Well, you think the first thing. So, so this is the. I, I have to point this out. So, him escaping the Sarlacc. That's easily like maybe a couple of days after um, Luke and Leia and Han kill Jabba and leave Tatooine. So, in Mando, that's like five to seven years after Return of the Jedi. So, they. I, I get that they have to fill that gap, but the episode itself really should have been an app it really not to mention if you notice if you ever if you saw a lot of the trailer a good chunk of what we saw in the trailer was in this first episode not all of it but a good chunk of it yeah okay um now i mean moving on because like i said i i I loved the sarlacc scene i wanted more of the sarlacc scene i wanted him uh i i kind of liked the beginning how he was just it was just one travesty after the next like oh <laughs> now this happens now this happens though i feel like they were just doing it i feel like they were just doing it to, to make to do check boxes they're like okay we need we he has to he has to get out of the sarlacc and we know that he has to lose his armor because timothy oliphant has to get it right yeah. so so we've got to go check check and then and then we're and then we're into the story which is weirdly him gaining the respect of a tuscan raider tribe so we'll see where that goes but you know, I would have I would have extended out the Sarlacc battle and and made that made it into a, a longer thing. I liked I liked the Sarlacc thing quite a bit, and so I would have I would have had that more. And and maybe I'm just thinking too fondly upon you know Tales from Jabba's Palace, but the uh, <laughs> but um, but the uh, then they flash forward and his his sort of um, him and Ming Na Wen are going around uh, trying to gain respect of the people of Mos Espa. I, I liked the, their battle in the street. I thought it was well choreographed. I liked their their um, a parkour scene. Why not? I mean, <laughs> and why not? It was fine. That was good. I liked all that. That was exciting. Uh, some of the I don't know why the actors seemed out of place. You know, maybe it's maybe it's the American accents that that you know you just expect everyone in Star Wars to have British accent or something some like sort that. of British accent. Yeah. Maybe they didn't seem gritty enough, you know. I, I thought some of the makeup was great. I thought the Gamorrean guards looked fantastic, but then everybody that's um, of the species of uh, the the tentacle heads, the Twi'leks, 
Is that it? The, the like the dance, the green dancing girl from Return of the Jedi. Yeah, the Twi'leks, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Like all the Twi'leks look horrible. I don't know. I don't know why they just <laughs> they just didn't seem right to me. But I liked the Rodillion, and I I, I thought he looked great. Um, I thought the Tuscan Raiders looked great. I, I thought a lot of the I thought a lot of it was really great. It was just. Um, um, but I, I agree with you that it slows down a bit and it doesn't end as well as it starts. <sighs> Once again, controversial opinion here, unpopular opinion, kind of felt a bit like a fan-made movie with a slightly better Oh, and that's, that's all it is, right? Budget. It's written by John Favreau, right? <laughs> oh, well, John Favreau has done some amazing stuff. And, and you know, this is also, also directed by... You're talking Elf, right? Huh? Elf? Oh, Elf. Elf? <laughs> Or are you talking? We don't talk about Elf. Are you talking Iron Man? Too? Iron Man, yes, of course. Uh, this was also directed by, I believe, Robert Rodriguez, and I know he has like his own oh, little yeah. style and everything, but I don't know, man. Like it's just, it felt a little like when when he was running away from the Tuscan Raiders at night. Did that scene look weird to you? Like maybe they didn't finish rendering the scene. Um. So I recently watched actually a video about. Um, why stuff doesn't look good anymore uh, at night? Because have you noticed that like this this was a big thing with the end of Game of Thrones as well, or the um or episodes episodes two and three of of the last season? How there's always this kind of blotchiness in the background, and he, and yeah. He, yeah, well, he talked about how as things shifted from film to digital, that there's only a certain number of colors. That there, there's a certain number of colors that exist that do that store the data for all images, and when you're in the range of regular colors that are well lit, you know you've got so many colors to deal with. But when you go down to to pitch black, to just not pitch black, to just a little past not pitch black, you're dealing with no color, and then the change in color is so great when you go from pitch black to just not pitch black the percentage change is quite a bit and so your eyes notice it and so today stuff that's digitally done with with um and how it's how much memory it takes and how many colors are stored it it does it just doesn't work um it would take so much more memory in order to add those additional shades of black um that it's just not worth it. And so right now with computers and, and you know digital videos and everything, black looks horrible and there's nothing we can do about it. That's yeah, there's nothing we can do about it. Um, but you'll, you'll definitely notice it on, on all videos and streaming and everything that things that are dark lit, you'll see these weird blotches in the background that just look horrible. And it just, it has to do with that the number of colors and the percentage change of going from zero to one or one to two is is huge and our brains and eyes notice it while you know when you're when you're in the well lit stuff and you've got a light level of nine thousand and you go to nine thousand one you're not going to notice that but you notice zero to one you know because it's a, it's about percentage change of what your brain notices so yeah everything at night looks horrible <laughs> <laughs> That's that's kind of depressing, but all right. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so of course, um, there uh, we got to talk about the guys who attacked him in the street. Clearly, if they wanted to kill him, they would have. They had to jump on him. 
Um, by the way, I got also say I do like that he's going around and kind of shaking down these uh, these these casinos and these uh, other places because you know he's a mobster now and that's what they do. Also, uh, <laughs> I like how now Tatooine is becoming feudal Japan, but with sand uh, because they're calling him <laughs> Daimyo now. Oh. Did you not catch that? Is that the, is that the title? No, I did yeah, not. Daimyo, uh, Lord of Feudal Japan, and I can I can already maybe I'm being a bit of a jerk when I say this, but I can already hear the Star Wars YouTubers licking their lips because now they get to spend three minutes explaining that George Lucas was influenced by Akira Kurosawa and spaghetti western. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I'm so, I'm sorry. I just I'm thinking I was thinking that the entire time I was watching. I was like, oh god, here we go. Um, but, uh, the guys in red, which I have to say, great choice of color for the attire. Um, mm. they may be, uh, Crimson Dawn. Now, Crimson Dawn, you've actually kind of seen them before. Uh, they're tied to Solo, the Star Wars movie with Han Solo and Amelia Clark's character, Kira. Uh, Crimson Dawn was Darth Maul's, um, like, crime syndicate. And ever since he, he's dead, uh, she takes over. Funny enough... A month or two ago, Star Wars Comics actually had a story with Kira. As of right now, Star Wars Comics are telling the story of what happens between Empire and Return of the Jedi. And Han Solo's carbonite, like, thing was stolen by Crimson Dawn, and Kira was auctioning him off. So Crimson Dawn stole Han Solo from Boba Fett, and he eventually steals it back, of course. And these guys may be Crimson Dawn. The mayor may be Kira. We may be seeing Amelia Clark in the show. Oh, oh, interesting. Funny enough, we also may be seeing the Knights of Ren because um, in the last couple of issues, we find out that Crimson Dawn is in this kind of weird shadow war against the Empire. And there's a there's a panel where we see all of the associates that Crimson Dawn employs and the Knights of Ren from the sequel trilogy are there. So, you know, the guys that were sacking that moisture farmer's house and they, they spray painted some some symbols on the on the side of the building. Did you have any idea what that was about? Oh, fuck. Uh, was that Crimson Dawn? I don't think that was there. <laughs> it was that, that, that it was not. I think Crimson Dawn's logo is is like a is like a circle. But these were almost like two L's back to back, like a J and an L back to back. Is, is the way they looked. Wait, how did you know Crimson Dawn's logo was a circle? Because I've Google. <laughs> okay. A J and an L. Jedi Luke Sky? No, I don't think that, I don't hmm. think they were writing a J and an L. I was just like for shape wise it looked like that. Like um, you know, like like a like an airplane, you know, or something, you know, just uh Right. But you said J and L. That would be fucking hilarious if, like, there's a cult of Luke Skywalker on Tatooine and he's being <laughs> asshole. <laughs> but, um, like I said, it, the episode, it really felt... I really wish we could have had more time exploring who those guys in red were. Um, you know, more of how... Because Boba Fett... Once again, it, it, Mando, when we see him in season two, it's like five to seven years after Return of the Jedi. So he stays on Tatooine for a couple of years. And I would have liked to get all that flashback stuff out of the way in the first episode so we can focus on the new content. The only reason I would keep the flashbacks is if there's flashback information that that is relevant later. You know, like 
um, if he's going to be running into some sort of crime syndicate that he later has to deal with, I suppose, and has some sort of past with them. But you are right that there's there's a lot of time here um, between you know the 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 takedown of Bib Fortuna and the um, him escaping the Sarlacc, right? So I mean, you're saying that Bib Fortuna ruled ruled Tatooine's crime world for a good five years. I don't even think he ruled it because Bib Fortuna couldn't <laughs> like he's he himself is a fuck up. There had to be someone pulling his strings, and I think that's the people coming after boba because bib fortuna i mean some somehow somehow bib fortuna escaped the exploding barge uh, I, so, I so did no max rebo did you notice that max rebo is still uh, still working i mean might have just been the same species Maybe. as max rebo <laughs> yeah somehow bib fortuna like escaped the barge and made it back i have no idea slid it slid out a window um, cause I went back and I watched Return of the oh. Jedi specifically looking for this. And yes, Bib Fortuna was on the barge. <laughs> Sorry. So, so I don't know how he, I don't know how he survived. That guy is sneaky. I can't believe you went back and watched Return of the Jedi. You're ridiculous. Well, just that scene. <laughs> I just went back for that scene. I was like, wait, this was back when we were doing Mando. And I was like, wait a minute, wasn't Ben Fortuna on the barge? And I went back, I was like, yep, he was on the barge. By the way, yo, this, I, I, don't, I don't remember how many episodes Book of Boba Fett is supposed to have, but regardless of how many episodes they're supposed to have, because Dave Filoni's doing this, we're probably going to get Clone Wars characters. So mm, I'm expecting yeah, yeah. Cad Bane. Uh, I know you don't know who Cad Bane is, but when Cad Bane shows up, <laughs> you know that, that like little bump on Boba's helmet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cad Bane gave him that that little like bump by engaging a duel with him. So I'm always wondering about like why he doesn't get that fixed. <laughs> <laughs> like he gets it repainted. Like just duck, knock, knock. Have it, have it, have it. Uh, you know, <laughs> have it, have it taken out. I don't know why. But okay, maybe it's a I reminder. Mean, I don't know. I guess it might also somebody might have the answer that that um, because it's the the special metal. That uh, that's so rare that only Mandalorians know how to work it, and you know he just can't do it. I'm sure there's I, some explanation like that. I'm sure I'm, there's always that one kid in the comment section who knows infinitely more than we do. Um, <laughs> but no, like after after Mando season two, where we got all those insane cameos. I'm expecting cameos up the wazoo, and the main guy I want to see is Han Solo. We have to see Han Solo. You can't top. You have to top Luke with Han. I get. I mean, you you want him played by by the guy from Solo. Mm, there's another guy who looks more like Harrison Ford, and it's a fucking shame he never got that role. Alden Alden um, Ehrenreich. Let me see. Is wait, isn't Alden Ehrenreich the guy who was in Solo? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, would you rather have if no, if Han, no, not him. If Han Solo pl- shows up, would you rather him played by him, or would you rather have digitally recreated Harrison Ford? Oh, digitally, we gotta we gotta digitally recreate oh, this God. fucking guy. We, I, I hate, <laughs> we I have hate to re- digital recreations. Oh God! What? Oh wait, 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 wait. So you know how Luke kind of looked a little yeah at the end of Mando season at, two, at, as all digital recreation people look. I mean, I have good news. Yeah. I have good news for you and everybody who didn't like that. So apparently there's this one guy, I forgot his name. There's this YouTuber who would go and actually fix these up. And Lucasfilm saw him doing this and they hired him. 
So he's with them now. He's been with them for like over a year. So he should be on top of this. But there's another guy who kind of looks like a not the it was not the corridor crew. No, not them. Uh, <laughs> but there's another guy who kind of looks like young Harrison Ford. I forgot his name. Fuck, that's gonna bother the shit out of me now. But I I would find it funny if like Han Solo shows up in Book of Boba Fett. And everybody's like, oh, it's it's everybody in the is just going crazy about it. And Harrison Ford doesn't even know, doesn't even care. And then someone <laughs> asks him to, a couple months later. I mean, he won't. He would be high. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, <laughs> someone asks him a couple months later. Hey, so how was it filming your uh, Boba Fett cameo? He's like, what? I was in that. They were supposed to have killed. Like he just gets upset. I fucking love Harrison Ford. Yeah, I, I do wonder how much you have to pay somebody for using their likeness. Ooh, that's right. Mm. Maybe that's where all the fucking uh, the budget for this the show went, just to get Harrison Ford. I'm telling you, homie, it looks really like a fan made film. I'm telling you right now, those masks of the Gamorrean guards looked a little. Mm. Really, I thought I thought they I thought they looked okay. I thought the Gamorrean guards looked pretty good. I mean, keep in mind, the Gamorrean guards looked horrible in Return of the Jedi. So they looked much better than the Return of the Jedi Gamorrean well, well, Guards. Yeah, there was a charm to it because it was the 80s, but now yeah. I expect more. Yeah, I mean, it's true. But I thought they looked I thought they looked pretty good. I don't know. I, I, I guess I, I wish either Boba Fett or Ming-Na Wen had a little bit more personality because they're, you know, they're the same character, you know, so you can't... Holy you shit, know, you're right. They're just <laughs> too, they're too tough... You know, hard-boiled, you know, badass fighters who have been through a whole lot. I mean, Ming-Na Wen is a little more ruthless. She's a little rough around the edges, yeah. Yeah, but other than that, they're the same. And you kind of, you you need a a funny, you need something. You need somebody interesting to to add to it. You know, for The Witcher, you need your singer dude, you know? Or like you need some sort of foil to... To the to it, so I hope that they, I hope that they add some sort of character that's interesting. I do like that she's uh, his. Uh, I'm saying this wrong, conciliary to his like like mob boss mentality. I mean, they could have that was that was what that was IG88. They could have had IG80 or not IG88. Um, uh, what's the? I actually had this toy when I was young, so that pisses me off. <laughs> um, the 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 white. Uh, the white droid that was talking to him in, in, in Jabba's palace. Um, oh, I know who you're talking about, but I don't know the name. Once again, we'll we'll leave it to that guy in the comment. There's always that one kid in the comment I know, section. I, I had him. That's the thing. I, I, and now I'm totally forgetting him. Well, let me put in return, white <laughs> droid, Return of the Jedi. Ah, oh, gosh, God. Uh, 8D8. That's it. It was, it was. I think it's 8D8. Uh, who, who they finally got fixed up or something. I'll take your or an word 88, for it. 88 style droid. I'll take yeah, your that's word right. for it. I, by the I, way. I remember now that there's two There's two droids. There was 88 and 99. I feel like you were the only one of the very few people that had this toy. I never, I, know, I don't even recall it. But I have to show you this. Hold on. Um, so I found the guy. It's not Aldrin Enreich, whatever his name is. This is the guy they should have gotten for uh young Harrison Ford, Anthony Ingraber. You, you gotta see this kid. He looks exactly like Han Solo. I just heard that. He looks exactly I like know, Han Solo uh young. Like Her- young Harrison oh. Ford. I mean you're right if he had a crooked nose. <laughs> Harrison Ford has a crooked nose? Harrison Ford has a very crooked nose. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. Very crooked nose and a and a and a and a chin and a chin scar. 
Really? Yeah. Look at look at look. Bring up Harrison Ford, and you'll and 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 look at his nose. Holy I mean, shit! How come I never noticed this? <laughs> this is the whole yeah. Because well, they don't notice it because because these these actors tend to have good sides, and then they always get filmed from that good side. Um, you know who has who has like famous for having only one good side is uh, Mariah Carey, and so almost every picture of Mariah Carey is from one side. Really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of want to look this up, but Mariah, no. I think maybe she had some work done since, but uh, to but she used to, but it used to be really funny because you'd see her videos and she'd be dancing and only showing one side of her face and she'd do a spin and make it so you could only see one side of her face. Um, I think she had some some work done to, to, to straighten out her face, but it was a point in which she was very insecure about only one side of her face being her good side. And so she'd put hair in front of one side of her face. And like in the videos, they would only film from one side of the face. But a lot, a lot of actors have this, one side of their face um. In fact, Mariah Carey's IMDb has her hair co completely covering one side of her face. Or like you look at the cover of her, the rarities, one side of her face is completely covered with her hair. It's like a very big thing. You know, I never noticed this though. How about, I've been watching this fucking guy in Star Wars for years. I've never noticed his crooked nose. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. You don't notice this shit until someone points it out. God damn. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyways. Book of Boba Fett. Like, it's funny. What's funny is that they're so good with this stuff. So you didn't you didn't watch Angel, but the uh, the actor that played Wesley on Angel in his in his last um, season, he actually had a uh, like palsy on one side of his face. Daddy. Oh, I'm sorry. My my son has come in here. What's going on? Are you, are you live? Well, we're not. I'm not live. I'm filming with. The, I'm now recording with 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 Carmine. Okay. See, that's what he said. <laughs> okay. I'll be done soon. <laughs> um, you should leave it in. Yeah. Leave, leave that yeah. in. All right, I'll leave it in. But yeah, the, but the, um, but yeah, he had palsy. He had like a, a complete complete paralysis on one side of his face jesus and for like a good three yeah no um it's a it's a fairly common thing uh that that happens to people for various reasons um especially if you've had like surgery or something in the mm -hmm. side of your face because you can hit you can hit a nerve and like it completely paralyzes one side of the face um and so he had this uh for the filming of like the first half of of angel season five but it's really it's really hard to notice because they're always just filming him from the side you know like he's he's just you know talking and you know you don't see the other side of his face huh. it's kind of interesting yeah mariah carey like i'm serious bring up bring up her music videos and i'll take your word for it one one side of her face it's very interesting i'll take your word for it but uh book of boba fett i like book of boba fett pretty good I, I, I thought it was pretty good carmine's not so i liked it better than mando I, I though I, I accept and understand and um, all of the weaknesses that you're putting out I, that you that you bring up I, I accept that those are all true. It really felt like they they originally intended this to be like an hour premiere, and then someone's like, you know what, cut cut it here, just cut it here. That's it's fine. You think we should release two episodes like like we did with Hawkeye and Wandavision? Nah, just cut it here. 
all, all true. I mean, it was a bit abrupt. It ended at a, at a ra- little random time. You know, him him winning over him winning over the the Tuscan Raiders is not as incredible as all of the other things he was doing in the episode before that. You know, so <laughs> like you could have ended it after he finished choking the monster, or you could have ed- ended it when he got out of the sarlacc, or you could you know that. There's there's a lot of other, or you could have ended it when he when he tried to escape and was beaten up and brought back. Like all of those probably would have been better points to to end the episode. By the way, and, before before we 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 close this out, um, you know why you like Boba Fett? I was thinking about this just now. You know why you like Boba? Fett, why everybody loved Boba Fett so much? And why for me, kind of that coolness is going away. It's because. Um, oh, because he takes off the helmet. Because he takes off the helmet. He was always in his helmet before. He never took it off. Now the dude takes it off for any fucking thing. He's not as mysterious. You're right. He's not as mysterious. And there's an allure to it. Like, who the fuck is this guy? And once again... They, they even used it They even used it in Mando. Um, in fact, I think they used it too... I think in Mando, they used it too much. Like, uh, Mando took off his helmet three times in Mando. And already I was like... You, you, you blew it. You blew your wand. Like if you're going to use it, if like, you know, at the end of season one, they used it for, oh, he's finally getting over his hatred of droids or something. And it's like, okay, well, you used it once. And then later they used it in the episode with, um, with the, with the comedian. Uh, uh, Mayfeld. Uh, yeah. Bill Burr. Bill Burr. They use it. And then, and then two episodes later, or three episodes later, they use it for him showing his like love for, for Baby Yoda. If you really wanted to make it powerful, you 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 save it for the love with Baby Yoda. Right. Then he takes it off, and you're like, oh my god, he took off his helmet. It, you can't be like, oh my god, he took off his helmet when he's done it twice before already. Like, who cares? Like, what? I mean, at that point, because how many episodes are in a season? Eight. I think so. Right. So three out of, that means one out of six episodes he's taking off his helmet. So I can't I can't be like I can't be excited when one out of six episodes he takes off his helmet and shows his face. I mean Pedro Pascal is a good looking dude, but god damn. Oh, but I'm glad you mentioned real quick, I'm glad you mentioned the Bill Burr episode of uh, the episode where Bill Burr shoots his uh, former commander guy on that planet. So in this episode, when the kid brings him and the uh the the alien, I forgot their name, uh when when he brings him out to the desert and he's like dig, I'm like holy shit. He's this kid's telling him to dig their own grave. Dig it's their got, own grave. This right? got dark, and he's like, no, no, dig for water. I'm like, what the fuck? Dig for water? What the fuck is this shit? It reminds me of that episode in Mando season two uh, with Bill Burr, where they're driving the the containers back to the Imperial base, and those guys attack them. And I forgot who says who says this, but they're like, they're pirates. Kill them. I feel like in the original script, those guys weren't pirates. Those guys were like the civilian freedom fighters of that planet right. that the Empire is yeah. occupying. Because why the yeah. fuck would pirates want to blow up the cargo that they're trying to steal? They're pirates. Yeah, exactly. So, so I feel like John Favreau or Dave Filoni probably wrote in the script that the kid wanted them to take their own graves. And there's probably like a Disney handler in the room going, <laughs> you can't have that. You can't do that. Just, well, they can't. walked a little far for them digging their own graves. You know, and I, I, I am questioning like what, what were the, what were they doing with these slaves, like with them as slaves? Like, what did they, like, like it didn't seem that hard to dig 
like three inches under the sand or whatever they were doing. Like, I don't, I don't really understand the reasoning of why they're keeping them alive. You know, what, to what end, you know, this is a, this is a world with droids where you could like buy a droid to dig three inches under the sand. A digging droid. Why would you, yeah. Why would you need to capture some, a couple dudes? Like, are they planning to ransom them? Like, you know, it's, it's tough to say because they, they, they refuse to ever subtitle um, Tuscan Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, maybe the Tuscan Raiders don't trust droids, so I completely understand that. Just like Something. the maybe it's part of their religion. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> no, I like how they they don't put the fucking subtitles of Tuscan Raiders. What is this fucking uh, Spielberg with West Side Story? Did you hear about that? Oh, really? He didn't. He didn't subtitle anything. He didn't subtitle shit. I never got pissed off. Like, what? The, what is this? Uh. Do you mind if we wrap it up here? Sure thing. Guys, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Book of Boba Fett podcast thing that we're doing. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna, I, excuse me. I'm going to – I don't know if we should even like do this every week if every episode is going to be – you know what's funny? The first episode – I mean it's fun to riff on Star Wars, but we'll, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. I mean it's, it's the first next, episode next is usually we'll, longer. These are going to be like shorter going forward. You know that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, whatever. I'll I'll be here. Next one will probably be on your channel. So well, we'll do. We, I'm I'm fine doing this every other week because holy shit, we gotta. Get, it has to be right here. Um, <laughs> guys, thank you so much for joining us. As always, we will see you all next time. Have a good one and happy New Year.